0: Hi there, and thanks for joining us on this episode How Companies Reward Remote Workers, How Inequality Has Gotten Worse During the Pandemic, and How Hanging on the Telephone Is No Longer An Option for Businesses. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business.
1: Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.
0: My next guest is the founder of Perkforce, Albert Williams. How are you? I'm great, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Lovely to talk to you. What does PerkForce do?
2: Okay, so um, PerkForce is its an enterprise and mobile app, and it streamlines the management of, of benefits and perks for employers and their employees.
0: Now, of course, perks are a lovely thing if you have them. Um, but so uh, it's getting them, to, particularly in the last 12 months, to employees has been tricky. How does the platform help?
2: Yeah, so absolutely. Um you know, with, with COVID and with remote, remote work, um, there's definitely been a huge impact to the, what we call the, you know, the employee value proposition. So, um, but frankly, you know, with, with remote work or a blended version of it, becoming becoming a new normal, digitizing benefits and perks is, is now a necessity. You know, um, the the employee value proposition um, before you were able to, go on site or you had in-office perks and your well-being was always being looked after. Um, understanding the corporate benefits and the supports was easier, you know, with, with conversations at the water cooler or with your colleagues over lunch um, or just by just by popping down to HR. Um, and social distancing and remote work has has, has kind of stopped that.
0: Mm. So it's killed it all off. So how do you get perks through an employee that you don't physically see?
2: So what we do is we consolidate all the, the benefits and perks that the employer already has. We we bring them all together and then we reinforce that value through the platform and then we build upon it. So so we, we put the perks and benefits right into the hands of each and every employee, whether they're in the office, they're they're at home or whether they're on the go. So um it's it's a real automated process and then it keeps these perks and benefits fresh which which, which is really important as well.
0: What kind of perks are we talking about here? Every company is going to be different in what they want to give, but what what can you arrange?
2: Yeah, so like yeah, every company is different. Like worldwide, even the types of corporate benefits that are they're they're endless. You know, they vary a lot. Um, um so other solutions. Th- these are kind of low hanging fruit, and other solutions don't really do a great job with them. Um, in Ireland, they're usually things like pension, leave, work from home, subsidies, stipends. Um like health insurance and, and cycle to work scheme and subsidized canteen. And then that's what we call benefits and what we're calling perks then are discounted offers and, and VIP experiences for, for restaurants, gyms, hotels, you know, family events, uh, wellness services and all that. Um, so, so the benefits are more about corporate benefits and, and the perks are more about the lifestyle experiences like deals with and VIP experiences for the staff and their families. Um, so that's, that's when we talk about benefits and perks, that's what we talk about.
0: Okay. Um, and how much of an appetite is there for companies that are transitioning at the moment? Because it's obviously a very difficult situation for companies as they try to work out how in the name of God are we going to get from point A to point B here?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is quite difficult. Um, so, you know, HR, HR departments is, is typically um, our focus group um and they're they're absolutely stretched at the moment you know their their workload has just exploded um, um they're busy ensuring their staff's mental health and the well-being has been looked after and then the logistics around uh, social distancing and, and and keeping people motivated and working from home so so what we do is um our platform is really simple um we're able to automate the connections between them and the local businesses so that um the the responsibility is is kind of shifted for that of of creating those perks and benefits and whereas the employer just has, has to accept or reject um and everything is real time then so the employee at the other end when when there's a new perk or benefit added to the system it's automatically there right into the hands of the employee so there's no there's no emails needed there's no posters needed you know there's there's, there's much, much less work for the, for the HR staff that's already stretched yeah. at the moment.
0: And I'm guessing it goes straight into your pocket then, because you've got an app on your phone. Is that right? That's right.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that makes it easier to kind of give a real sense of getting something. What's it, what's it like uh, to, to be on the receiving end? Because some company, everyone has worked for different companies over the years. Some companies give you nothing. Some companies would be quite generous. Is this an easier way for all companies to give a little something?
2: um yeah i
0: I think i think companies already
2: do they do a pretty much a fantastic job the hr departments they're already doing a a fantastic job um with 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 supporting their people um but but it's just the tools a lot of the time the tools that are there just just aren't as easy as they should be um and you know after the perks and benefits are, are a huge thing when people are getting interviewed um during the onboarding process um, the person being interviewed is is keenly aware of the, of the benefits and perks that they're getting, um, and it's a big part of the employee value proposition that the employer is giving to them. But then, as as time moves on, it's it's just a case of look, they kind of it becomes more confusing which ones are available to them. Okay. The, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and this just makes it easier and streamlines it uh, for that rewards process. Uh, perkforce.com is the website address. Albert Williams, sounds like a great idea and uh, here's hoping you're sending out lots of lovely perks over the next little while. Thanks, Jonathan. Really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork.
0: Now in Red Business, off we go down to West Cork. Catherine O'Sullivan is the branch president of Network Ireland West Cork and she's with me. Hello, Catherine.
3: Hi, Jonathan. How are
0: you? I'm good. You've been dodging the showers this week, I'd say. There have been plenty in West Cork. There's
3: been plenty in West Cork. We have a lovely day today. Really nice
0: day today now. Well, it it, it is very much a smorgasbord, uh, which we always expect from the Irish summer. Anyway, we didn't get in contact to talk about the weather. You're running the Businesswoman of the Year Awards uh, for 2021 for Network Ireland West Cork. Tough competition again this year by the sounds of it.
3: Tough competition again, Jonathan, absolutely. Um, but really exciting as well. Um, we've had a phenomenal responses this year. We've had a 50% increase in the applicants. Um, so to take the eight categories, including um, a, a very open category which power within, it means that we have 39, actual um, applications into the awards this year. um Some of the applicants can apply for the categories. They can also apply for the power within. Um, so they have applied for both. But it's phenomenal. And what's really encouraging and exciting is there are many new businesses and um new um, applicants as well, which is great. And it just shows the entrepreneurship in the West Cork region. And um, the businesses and the employees, obviously, also, and the um, changes that are coming about. So COVID isn't stopping everything. Is it? It's encouraging change, which is great.
0: And and that is good. And there's lots of different businesses in there that we can talk about in a little while. But it's been a weird year, as, as you've referenced um, for everyone, Catherine. And one of the things you've been writing about recently is about inequality in the workplace because of the pandemic. Because we haven't, for most, for the most part, been in a workplace, how has inequality thrived?
3: Um, it's it's just been interesting in the last uh, three or four months, and of course, being president of Network Ireland, West Cork, it would be amongst um one of the roles, is to um support um the personal and professional development of women but what the pandemic is starting to throw up is the um, impact that the pandemic has had on females versus their male counterparts. And it's much more negative with regards to the females. Um, Now, there can be numerous reasons for this and it could could simply be um, our own um, female nature as well to tend to take everything on and to have to deal with everything. Um, But the... A work-life balance between the homeschooling the continuing the the work um i would suggest probably not having that outlet to talk to maybe friends and colleagues uh etc so definitely the pressures have come on the females and the results are not great in a number of surveys and research that have been done in the first four months of this year that 10 percent of females have actually resigned from their um positions or, or from their businesses due to the, the pressures um, as a result of the pandemic, mm. and also up to 20% have considered resigning. That's phenomenal. Like That's a fifth of the females that were surveyed um, have contemplated quitting um, their work because of the pressure.
0: Now, they see, this is a little bit bonus kion, as they'd say, as because we were always told working from home is the future, uh, being able to be flexible in how you do things. That was a great principle, but nobody anticipated the children being off school at the same time, or there being a global pandemic, or all the other issues that came last year. So there was almost an imperfection baked into how we worked for the last few years. How do we not let that become permanent, Catherine?
3: Well, I think that once it gets stripped back, everything, as you've mentioned there, you had homeschooling, you've had everything literally lumped into one um, packet at one point in time, with no thought of preparation or planning. As that's slowly getting stripped back, so then the kids go back to um, school and there's a little bit less of the unknown and more of the known, what you would be hoping that everybody takes a step back and says, okay, actually, here's the current situation and I have an opportunity here, rather than uh, embracing all the negatives, maybe I can make this fit to work what I actually want to do um, as as all the um, pressures release a little bit. Um, The negativity at the outset has to be, um, um, uh, we'll say, um, just pr- increased by the fact that you had so many balls in the air at one point in time. But as they get stripped back, clarity should reach the surface um, and we, we just move forward again within that. And I think there's huge opportunity hmm. here to find a new way of working and a new balance going forward. And it is the way forward. This flexibility.
0: Yeah, if you're to believe popular culture, everyone's going to be rushing to West Cork and abandoning their jobs in Dublin. Yes. Abby, do, do you believe yes. that's going to come to pass?
3: It Yeah, it is. That's the reality of it at the moment. Um, I can see it um, when we're living down here. There's a huge increase in the number of people in the area. Uh, property in the area, prices have increased significantly. Uh, you can't actually get property in the area. And it's not that they're leaving um, their jobs here. Ireland. It's opened up massive opportunities from groups like uh, Grow Remote and Remote Ireland, where you can work, you can you can work for anyone almost in the planet, and you can work from your home, which can be based down in West Cork. We've great connectivity down here, um, and we ha- we have the resources that are needed to do that. Uh, so that is why it, it, it's it's happening as it is, yeah. Jonathan. Um, yeah.
0: uh, w- w- let's go back to the awards just just for a minute. Yeah. Um, you have all your lovely applicants there now, who are all ready to go. At uh, when is the yeah. award ceremony, and who decides who wins?
3: Okay, so the award ceremony is, the plan is a virtual event on the 24th of June, towards evening 24th of June. And we will have a physical meeting hopefully with the actual winners on the 25th of June. And that's being planned for the Bantry area. Uh, so, which is good. Now, the, the judging is a whole other case. Um, the, the judging is um, passed out to independent judges. So, we had four judges this year because of the increase in the applications. So, we had um, Sean Mahan from the, the Managing Director of the Southern Star, and we had Vicky Crean from AIB, who is our national sponsor, national official partner of Network Ireland AIB here. And we had Peter Coppinger, was the CEO of teamwork.com. And we had a news editor with the Irish Examiner, Deirdre oshaughnessy So they put great work in and they had their conversations and are working on getting their decisions uh, made. But, and then they just passed it back. So they had the hard job.
0: OK, well, they've they they they've done the heavy lifting, but we're going to find out yes, of the 24 entrants who wins the awards for Emerging New Business, for Creative, Employee Shining Star, Established Business, STEM, Solo Businesswoman and Employee Rising Star. So there's lots of gongs up for award uh, on the night in question, which is the 24th of June online, more than likely, uh, given yes. the year that's in it it's still, yes. but it'll still be yeah. a great night. I mean, the, yeah. they're great how I'll Crack the Network Awards. I've been involved in them, you know. You, you, you do still have a good night, even if you can't be in the same room as each other.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you do. And they are, they are great fun. And they're so important. They're just so important just to even the process in the last two months has given all of those applicants and the people who are working with them opportunities to network. They network with each other. They've had the time to reflect on their businesses. So now they might even be thinking slightly differently about things and and looking forward because some of the questions are like, where are you going? What are you doing? So they call the application process creates a platform to allow you to think about where you're going, where you've come from. So there are so many wins before you ever win an award and actually just doing the awards and it's such a pose already. It's great.
0: Yeah, and look, we wish everyone the very best luck and no doubt we'll hear more about it closer to the time. But for now, Catherine O'Sullivan, Branch President of
3: Network Ireland West Cork. Thanks so much for talking to us, Catherine. Thank you so much, John, for having me again. Thank you very much. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.
0: And we're going to stay in West Cork now because we're going to speak with Matthew Lawler, who's the Chief Technology Officer and co-founder of Spearline down in Skibbereen. Matthew, how are you? I'm good,
1: thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, lovely to talk to you. And uh, look, we met before, didn't we? You were you were down in Skibbereen when we did our town takeover.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, I was talking to you then. Um, so it was just at the time we were uh, building our, our new... We had taken over the... Um, the boy secondary school in Skiverine were building it, so it's our new headquarters now. So it was all well before the pandemic was a taught or anything like that. And um so we were busy recruiting and everything at that time.
0: Okay. And how are things going since?
1: Um the, the things are going well. Uh very well. We um I suppose last year when everything started, as our US colleagues would say, it was a bit like whack a mole for a while while you're adapting and changing to everything. But we have a great customer base. Um, like I think everyone is very familiar with Zoom at this stage. So the likes of Zoom, um, Webex, a lot of unified communications or conference companies would be customers, and um, large enterprises as well. So um, all of those are doing quite well at the moment, and that's the mm. market we're in. And a lot of people talking, working from home, using these applications. Um, which is is a business we support so
0: yeah let, let, let's talk about relate care and how it works so um it, it's it's an interesting concept talk us through how it works
1: the well relate care essentially not known like everything about their business but it's um they essentially rely on communications that people can ring in um and talk to like talk about medical um issues over the phone and um, or through like an application, um, and that's obviously those type of calls. The the clarity of voice, the ability to communicate, the, making sure it's available and up and working is something that's very critical for their business. Um, so that's something that we we monitor and we make sure that at all times their customers can ring in um, or can contact them. Um, and if there's any kind of a problem any kind of issues, we're able to identify it and generate an alert to tell them um, that there's a problem where it is, all of the information they need in order to troubleshoot and fix the problem.
0: Mm. I mean, one of the real frustrations, I think, that everybody has suffered from in the last 12 months is customer service was really impacted um, by the pandemic. I mean, like GP surgeries in this country are a prime example, very hard to get through to them because they were inundated with calls. Technology is probably going to provide a route out of that. And is is that the kind of product that you're working on?
1: Yeah, so there's a, a few things, um, like taken last March, April, as an example, um, that what actually happened was everyone had to shift to working, So it kind of a lot more people um, using the likes of Zoom, um, ringing into conference calls and that. And that put a sudden huge pressure on the network. Um, and I suppose, look, these networks, at the same time, they are been used for your things like your Netflix and um, like Spotify, all over the side of things. So you have a lot of competing uh, parameters with the network. and it did cause capacity issues. Um, For example, in Italy, there was uh, where the first place that was hit in Europe, there was actually capacity issues and hardware failures and and engineers weren't able to get on site in order to fix problems. Um, So it it kind of escalated out and and caused more and more problems. So we were able to identify and help customers route around those issues, but I suppose as time went on, as people got used to using Zoom and um, the likes of Google Meet, and there's a lot of other applications out there, that it did kind of move the focus more from voice and traditional telephone call over to more data-driven. So yes, you're correct. Like technology is offering a way out of this and changing and probably accelerated the move from your more traditional PSTN, your standard telephone line, and mobile more across to data-driven connections like SIP and WebRTC, as an example. Um, mm. So it is something that we're helping with, and we're um, supporting businesses as they make that move in migration. Also, there's a lot of contact center agents working from home now. Um, so that added complexity, the, the move from a contact center environment to working from home.
0: So how much um, has the last year helped you guys? Because you you guys are communications guys and everything was in a mad rush. You wouldn't have moved as quickly uh, as the world moved uh, in the last 12 months. How much have we learned uh, over that particular time, Matthew?
1: Look, I think we've learned a lot, even individually. Um, uh, Like, I wouldn't have worked from home at all. Um, I I had to come into the office. Um, And... The I we probably wouldn't have done as much homework, and we always do facilitate it to a certain level. But now, like remote working is is absolutely no problem. So even that level, like learning that and putting in processes in place, it's definitely accelerated that an awful lot. Um, I think as everyone is well aware, um, the and I think we've we've learned new ways of doing things. Um, and I suppose what's critical to our business is that voice like we're having this conversation here and that ability to be able to talk um and communicate is still hugely important um so it, it's something that we're supporting and um it's critical for businesses so and um, we are supporting that and helping them move across mm. but definitely there's an awful lot of things that have moved faster um and i think in general most businesses have learned to adapt and change probably much quicker um, yeah than, than they've ever had to before.
0: And here's hoping that, that a lot of that remains permanent. We talked to Catherine about the mad rush to get down to West Cork. Are you uh, go, expecting to be inundated with either new customers? Are you uh, people applying for jobs at Spearline now that everyone's leaving Dublin and heading down west?
1: The Well, like that's we've always been... Um, I'm I'm a Clareman originally, but the the joke down here is that um, if, if there's someone from West Cork, they'll end up coming back. Um, they'll always end up coming back. So we're definitely very much open to um, people who are returning to the area um, and looking for look. It's a different lifestyle. Um, it's a lifestyle change from the um, the likes of Dublin, or if they're working in the US or. Um, the UK, so it's a completely different lifestyle, and definitely something we're open to, and always, always looking for new talent um, and people coming back. Um, well, I look, it, I on... mean, if
0: if it kept a Kildare Kill happy, it can't be that bad now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, I'm the, the 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 second important uh, the the area from Kildare, um, the other one is a bit more <laughs> well known.
0: Exactly. Well, look, Kabir, we wish you and everyone at Spearline the best, uh, not just with that Relay Care announcement that we were talking about, but the general good work that's going on down there as we embrace the type of technology that you guys have been spearheading down there for the last little while. Matthew, uh, Matthew Lawler, Chief Technology Officer with Spearline. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Thanks, Jonathan. My thanks to all of my guests, as always. And don't forget, you can download every episode of Red Business from redextra.ie. May Fian was the producer this week, and we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Red Business. All that's
3: best about business in Cork.